Y'all, I ate an oyster. Also, can we please talk about why March 17th is my favorite day of the year? It's all coming up on episode 15 of Can We Please Talk About? It's Brooke Ryan, and this is crazy. It's just so nuts right now. That's all I keep saying whenever I pick up my phone and talk to my mom or check in with you know my coworkers, my friends. It's really hard to wrap our brain around what is going on with the coronavirus and being told not to be in groups of more than 10. That's where we are as of today. Who knows? That will probably change. Also trying to social distance, terms we've never used before. And that's hard for me. Last night, I accidentally hugged a friend because I hadn't seen her in a while, and that's just my nature. I'm a very touchy-feely kind of person, so this is definitely going to alter the way that I interact with people. Although I do love a curtsy, so I'm all about like a curtsy and a bow coming back. Totally here for it. But yeah, I mean, just going to the grocery store and seeing the meats in that section completely wiped out except for like a few oxtail. <laughs> no, thank you. Although I guess if it gets down to it, that's what I'll do. Toilet paper is gone. Paper towels are out. Any type of bleach or wipe is completely gone or has a limit on it if a store ends up getting things in. It really is just crazy. And I know everybody's talking about it, but just be nice to each other. I feel like everybody's stress level is a little high right now. Anxiety's high. If you can do something to help out a neighbor or even a stranger, please do it. I mean, I was in line at Costco over the weekend and I wasn't buying any cleaning products like the wipes or, you know, Clorox or sprays, things like that. And this woman was in front of me and not only was she buying for herself, she also bought two things for And I didn't really pick up if it was a friend or one of her family members, but an elderly woman that is in a nursing home and couldn't make it out to Costco. So she asked this lady to buy her two things of wipes. There was a maximum of two limit on it. So when she was trying to check out, the cashier had to go get the manager. The manager comes over and finally, I wish I would have stepped up sooner, but finally I just said, do you want to put those on my account? That way it doesn't show up on your card and you can still get these items to this woman. And at that point, the manager was like, thank you so much because they are still following the rules and the protocol that they have to follow. And the woman was really appreciative. And it's just those little things that we need to be doing for each other during this crazy, crazy time. Okay, now can we talk about oysters? I was signed up for this class at Nico. It's an oyster bar over on Shem Creek in Charleston. And in the class, it is a almost like a three-part class. The first part, you learn about oysters and why they chose the oyster farms that they use and that they get their oysters from. And then Nico taught us how to shuck oysters. And then the third part was eating the different oysters from the different regions to see what different flavors they produced and why each one was unique or had a different size. It was really, really interesting. But the craziest thing is I don't eat seafood like at all. It started when I was younger and my mom didn't eat seafood, so it was just never really prepared at our house. And then when I was eight or nine, okay, and this is going to be a crazy story if you haven't already heard it. um, I went to Indiana Beach. It's an amusement park in Indiana where it's on Lake Michigan, like on the water. And there was this one section where you could literally feed the fish. Like you put money in a gumball machine is kind of what it looked like. And fish food would come out and you'd throw it in and the fish would all come around. Well, these fish were a bunch of nasty carp that were all big mouth and jumping on top of each other, trying to get the food so much so that if you would have tried to jump into that water, you wouldn't even touch water. You'd just be landing on a bunch of nasty big mouth fish. Well, from that moment on, I was terrified of fish, even until like 
three years ago, four years ago, when I went and saw a hypnotherapist to help me get over it so that I could go in the ocean. But as you can see, this phobia runs deep. So eating anything from the sea, being in the water was always a big deal to me. But last night I was so in the moment at this class and after learning about them, I was like, you know what? I really want to just try it. So I got up there. Chef Nico showed me how to shuck my first oyster, got it done. Wasn't the greatest at it, but still got it done. And when I opened it up, everybody just went, <gasps> and I looked at him and I was like, oh, did I get one of the bad oysters? Because he had taught us about how some oysters are just bad or they're non-existent. Like there isn't one inside the shell. Since I really didn't know what I was supposed to be looking for. And he goes, oh no, this is good. This is really good. I said, what do you mean it's good? There was a crab in it, like one that's so teeny tiny, smaller than a pearl. And I guess it's supposed to be good luck. And so I had to eat it. And I did, and then I ate the oyster. And actually, the oyster wasn't that bad. Now, do I still think about that crab crawling around in my throat right now? Yes, but I know that's irrational. And I washed it down with an oyster. And I'm not going to lie, it's not a food that I want to eat all the time. But after trying nine different oysters, yes, I said nine, I realized it wasn't so bad. And I found out that I really enjoy oysters from the Virginia area. Look at me. I'm like an expert now. Never eaten an oyster before. That's a lie. I think I did an oyster shooter once like 15 years ago, but now I have got it down. Either way, it was really, really fun. The class is so great. I definitely recommend it if you're in the Charleston area. Informative, fun, and just an overall great experience. And at the very end, we got little parting gifts. They're candles from the Oyster Candle Company, which is another local Charleston business. They actually did, we do a big promotion in December with the radio station called our must-have show. It's like Oprah's favorite things. And we gave away those candles. And I found out that the oyster shells come from Nico's. They've got a, a partnership, which I thought was really, really cool. So definitely get signed up. Nico's on Shem Creek. And check out the Oyster Candle Company as well. They smell really delicious, by the way. Now can we please talk about why March 17th is my favorite day of the year? Yes, it is St. Patrick's Day. Yes, I love to go out, drink some green beers, and wear a shirt that says, kiss me, I'm Irish. I guess I probably wouldn't do it this year. That is the weird thing. Like, as of right now, Jim and I are not planning on doing anything. He's at work. I think we're just going to hang out at the house as we are being directed to do. And I have all the stuff to make Irish coddle, which... Sounds amazing to me right now. But St. Patrick's Day is usually a day that I go out. And seven years ago, I was out at a lovely pub called Murphy's Irish Pub in Alexandria, Virginia at 9 a.m., mind you, because it was a Sunday and that place was slammed. There was a line out the door by 9 a.m. We got inside. I was hanging with one of my favorite Irishmen. His name's Will Lambert. And around 11-ish, 11.30 this tall, handsome man with a Tennessee hat walks in. I was like, oh, he's cute. And it's National Makeout Day. I think he's going to be the one. I'm actually lying. He was the second because I had made out with somebody else earlier that morning. <laughs> oh, I used to make out with everybody. <laughs> but then that guy had to go outside because he got a phone call from a family member come to find out when he came back inside. His uncle was really sick or had passed away, something like that. And here I was already coupled up with Tennessee over here. But what happened was supposed to happen. So the guy in the Tennessee hat walks in. My friend Lauren looks at me, looking at him, and she goes, oh, I'm going to grab him for you. And she does, and we start talking. And sure enough, that man's name is Jim Crone, a.k.a. my husband. 
Now have him tell the story and he'll tell you that all he was interested in was a plate of cheese fries that was sitting at the bar, which he did go get, and that he was trying to hook up with the bartender. That's why he was there. But the bartender thing never happened. The cheese fries only lasted a moment. And that makeout session led to our first date a week later. And that's pretty much all she wrote. From the minute we got together, it was really, really quick. We dated for less than a year, got engaged the following Valentine's Day down in Disney World, and then got married Labor Day weekend of that year. It all happened within like a two-year span. We really like our holidays too. Met on St. Pat's, engaged on Valentine's, married on Labor Day. Hey, at least you can't forget them. They're very easy to remember. It's weird though thinking we're not going to go out and do something today to commemorate it, but it is better to be safe. So please stay safe. Be nice to your friends. I would say make out with a stranger today, but let's save that for when all of this is gone. And who knows? They could be your future husband. I did see a really funny meme, actually. It was on the Instagram account. My therapist says, quote, let's not forget that Rapunzel was quarantined and met her future husband. So let's think positively here. And then there's one of Joe. If you watch the Netflix show, you with him smirking and it says, how does my box look now? (laughs) Cracks me up. Thanks for listening to episode 15. This is Can We Please Talk About?